Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast live from the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. It is day three of training camp, day two of practice. We are in a wild zone of diehard sports fans who should all be CHO diehard members. And uh, Adam Hogue and Greg Braggs are going to be with us momentarily. But saw a bunch of you waiting to talk Bears, so we don't did not want to keep you waiting any longer. Nick, we made it on time, buddy. Good to see you. You know, that's what we do. We're here on time. And despite the chaos and control chaos, we are ready to just talk Bears football. And like you said, this is a pretty cool seeing that obviously people who are watching the stream you can't see but bunch of sports fans pokemon fans too for the pokemon people out there but we have we have a little bit of everything going on they're all the over the place uh casey got a picture with Derek jeter along with emma george wow. gervin's over there to my right which i'm a big basketball guy too and gervin froze out jordan in his first ever all-star game so i was going to go over and yell at him but i thought better of that but more importantly, I know everybody wants to talk Bears. And interesting day at training camp. We'll, you know, we'll get into this with, with Adam and Greg. And uh, Braggs, of course, was up at 6 a.m. and then in the parking lot and doing everything. But uh, DJ Moore, and I tweeted out my top three takeaways today. DJ Moore is going to have an enormous impact on this football team. It's just, it's, it was obvious in minicamp. It's obvious now in training camp. Yeah, Mark, it's... Each day we go to see the Bears practice, it should just be expected that you're going to see a Justin Fields, a DJ Moore connection. And it could be a deep play. It can be in the flat. It could be intermediate routes. They just have a really great chemistry going. It's early on, but it is so consistent. It's there. And whenever Justin Fields needs a play to be made, just look to find number two. Wherever number two's at, that's where it's going to happen. So here comes Hogan Braggs walking in ready to go as we're celebrating DJ Moore. Look at Adam. Actually got his guest media thing. I, of course, snuck in here. Same here. I, I said, yes, <laughs> we the sneak it types. We didn't get we, it. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't go official. Hoag's the mansion. You did not need to get a credential. But in the one minute that we've been on, didn't want to keep our diehards waiting here. Welcome, you guys. We're celebrating. There, there we, we go. go. We are celebrating... Well, no one told me I didn't need to get my credential. How no. would I know I didn't need to? I just, I just, I just, I, I just lived dangerously. Yeah. But here, I, and Bob Love's over there, by the way. What's up, Butterbean? Good to see you. I know you're a huge CHGO fan. I just, the one topic that we just started getting into is the enormous impact that DJ Moore is going to have on this football team. Is, is it, it? It is overly obvious, is it not? First of all, where am I? What is happening right now? <laughs> I, I am way too disoriented to dive into DJ Moore talk right now. Yeah. I feel like insult the or triumph the insult comic dog is going to pop up out of nowhere here and make fun of the amount of men that are here. Well, if you're going to go down that road and take us take us into the weirdness of what is going on right now, these are all Greg Braggs' best friends. I was going to say, this oh, isn't yeah. weird at all. This is your, these are your people. These are diehards. These are, these are, our, diehards, these no are our people. Okay. okay. True. They are invested in this. And, you know, the memorabilia game is a big game. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a collector. There's a good show on Netflix about people that collect that just came out over the summer. Well, that's what these people are. They're trying to make some money. Uh, some people do it for passion. On the Bulls show just now, they had on my guy, my new best friend, the Jordan ticket collector, Andrew Goldberg, mm-hmm. who who was also went to the same high school as me 
and wow. grew up doing the is one year younger than me. Well, I was gonna say that. Well, that's surprising. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, got him. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, He's surprised that anybody is older than that. Just can't believe. Yeah, he's younger, younger than me. Younger. What was this at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance you saw him at? Wow. <laughs> back back to the future. Tremendous back Shots to the fired. future. <laughs> yes, and I loved the natural and I loved Hoosiers and I and I and I and I'm proud of my era. It was a great era. It was the era of Jordan. But at any rate, he was here. Okay. He's, he's he's collecting Jordan tickets from all games, which I think I'm going to go back in and see what I can find in the box that uh, I've got some. But but DJ Moore but DJ Moore was awesome today. Yeah, Run across the middle of the field. I mean, he's this, good at football. He's a, this is a good. good. The Bears yeah. have a good football player. Um, he's just different. He's a, he's not. We're not used to seeing wide receivers like that. I think the only ones that are to that level that I've covered are Brandon Marshall and to an extent Allen Robinson. And I already think DJ Moore is better than Allen Robinson. I think he can get better. I think he can get more separation. I think he can. The route running's similar, and um, but he. He's more of a deep threat. He can take the top off the defense more. We've already seen that in camp, and I think it's just it's just fun, honestly, to see all these wide receivers running around. Yep. It's, a, it's like Very it's true. it's a way more entertaining group of wide receivers that I'm used to seeing in training camp. And yep. real quickly, I actually ran into a CHGO fan earlier today, and he wanted me to ask you this question specifically. Going into 2018, when the Bears got Allen Robinson. And now the Bears obviously have DJ Moore with Justin Field. Is it similar, or is there more plays being made with DJ? I know it's going a little bit back, but from what you can remember, that 2018 camp, is there more plays being made by DJ Moore right now? I know it's, what, we're two days in. Well, but I'm also going back to OTAs. Yeah, I think, yes, I don't remember. I remember Allen Robinson. Allen made plays at camp that year. No, he did, but this is different. This is... This is uh, this is a different level. Like I remember it being obvious. Okay, yeah, Allen Robinson's the best wide receiver on the mm-hmm. team, but this is this is more on the Brandon Marshall level to me, where it's like, oh, this guy is different. He's he's okay. he's towards the top of the wide receivers that are in the NFL, and um, yeah, it, I don't unless I'm just misremembering. Alan Robinson, I and I, I spent the, all the time Alan Robinson was here praising him for his route running yeah, yeah. And, and what he brought to the team. Yep. I just, I do think DJ Moore is at a different level. Well, where I would, for me at least, DJ Moore, he can get behind you. We've seen bombs being connected. He can go across the middle. We're seeing thirty-yard bullets between him and Justin that get you excited. And you also see just. You know, whatever, quick five-yard hitch, a little, little out, and so he's got. There's three levels here. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that as, as much with Allen. Like you weren't going to give the ball to Allen and, and say make a play and, and run. He was just unbelievable at catching the football. Does that feel fair? Yeah, I, I you know, I think when you, if we're going to talk about 2018 and that like jump of like, oh, we got something here. They were all healthy walking in the, as an offense. Three sure. Cohen's going deep. Taylor Gabriel was going deep. Allen Robinson. Um, who was the Anthony Miller was also there. Anthony Miller had a breakout. Uh, the tight end um, Trey from the Eagle. Tr- Trey, Trey Burton. Burton. Right now, with Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney still working themselves back into it, we're not seeing the full potential. We're seeing it with DJ. You guys have seen more. I've seen one day. So, you know, it's – it's. well, I'm just saying. So, for me to try to com- play the comparison game, I saw more – of Allen Robinson, I ha- tell me, ask me, and after the next twelve practices, and I'll have a better answer as far as a comparison game. Did you guys already do your best and worst? No, we have not today. We did not do that. Mm-hmm. We okay. just got us off the off the uh, runway. That's all we did. 
Well, my best today is actually Tyler Scott's I agree. route running. That dude, I mean, I like the pick. I'm probably, you know, going to be looking for reasons to like him if we're just being completely honest from a human standpoint. But, like, he keeps standing out to me. And he's not necessarily – I mean, the things that stood out to me is, like, one, he's actually – is getting some reps, you know, with fields from time to time, despite all the wide receiver options they have. And, like, in one-on-ones today, I think he was going up against Michael Ojemudie. But yep. he just, I mean, he just left him in his dust he and no was chance. gone. And it was a good ball, and he caught it. So, um, that was my best today. I like Tyler Scott. The worst was all the false starts and the drops that we saw today. It was just a little bit more sloppy. I put I want to go into that a little bit more de- in depth a little bit more later, but I still don't like seeing it regardless of what the excuses are. So that was my worst. Braggs, you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I, I my, he kind of stole my best when it comes to Tyler Scott, so am I not allowed to use Tyler Scott? There's no rules on this show, Braggs. Okay, I didn't we, know the rules. No, there's rules for Braggs. Okay, there's rules. <laughs> you know I'm going to break those rules. <laughs> I'm notorious true. for that. Uh, no, I agree. I mean, Tyler Scott gives me, if we're going to play more comparison games, he gives me Johnny Knox vibes. And I don't know if it's because they have the same number. I think that sometimes uh, plays into it so a little bit. So let me bit. tell you a little story. It's a good call. Today at practice, I I am very much enjoying Jason McKee being at practices, by the way. Uh, former Bears fullback, outstanding head coach at uh, Carmel Catholic High School, uh, and your new sideline reporter for the Bears. And he said that to me. He goes, Tyler Scott reminds me of Johnny Knox, and he played with Johnny Knox. Yep. And uh, he was specifically talking about the way he runs routes, the way he, his releases specifically. Um, and then I'm like, yeah, well, and it's interesting because they have the same number. And he's like, yep. Yeah. So it, 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 that's a, it's an it's interesting an optics comp, thing. Yeah. yeah, it's an optics thing, but it's also the speed. I mean, that's what they size both were known too. for. And sized. I yeah. think he's a little bigger than Johnny Knox. A little bit, no. would you say? I mean, it's close, they're obviously. Pretty, pretty close, I would say. Uh, t- I mean, Tyler's kind of I think Tyler's I'm tinier s- than him. Yeah. So is Johnny, but whatever. I mean, regardless, the comparison. Johnny Knox was still like six foot. Six foot, six. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, yeah, the comparison is right there. Yep. And that, that, so that's my best. My worst, uh, since you said the drops, I'll go with, you know, Justin Fields for what it sounds like he had a really good day yesterday. As much as he made nice plays to DJ Moore and things of that nature, I guess I'll take the critical role. I mean, he should have thrown, what, three or four interceptions, if not four drops. Uh, we had Elijah Hicks almost picked one off. Eddie Jackson almost picked one off. And uh, the, the worst one was to Terrell Smith, where they were going to do a little slip screen check down, and he literally threw it right at Terrell Smith. Like, there's you can't miss him. Well, he was, he was the, trying to ground the ball, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think he was trying, to, was trying to get it to the feet of his running back. Okay, that makes sense. But he was – you still can't throw it straight into the ground, and he was just in a awkward spot because the defender was st- – but then you got to come up with a different plan because – he couldn't throw it low enough where it wouldn't have been intentional grounding it. It basically got kicked up in the air and was very fortunate it wasn't right. intercepted. Um, and, yeah, there was another weird one he floated to the left sideline. Yeah, that I was think just he like, was, if right. you're throwing the ball away, throw the right. ball he away. He was ditching it, but it didn't make it completely out of bounds because yeah, yeah. the wide receiver tried to make a play on it. Yeah. So I, the, would, I would say and that. And one of the referees made a face like, and I was like, hey, this is stay in your lane, referee. You don't, I didn't, you don't get to have an opinion yeah. on fields out here. Hashtag referee face day 
two of practice, day three of training camp. Leave, leave it up to me to get upset at the refs in practice. for you, there was, The flag was flying a lot. In, was, one, in one-on-ones, yeah. guys were holding. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, the false starts. Yeah, the flags laundry, were flying yep. today. Uh, well, I don't know if these were NFL officials today because sometimes they get borrowed from other places just to get some experience. Well, they were talking to each other a lot. Should we have done both of these? Yeah. Like, and one guy's like, no. Yeah. Like he was kind of like well, disgruntled about it. If I was just a random guy who got the referee in practice, I would want to throw a flag too. Oh, yeah. I would want to see how far I could throw the Well, flag one of them hit one of the defensive backs. I was like, okay. Test out the arm. So, if we're doing my, my, my best, I guess I led that pretty clearly with DJ. And I, it's, it's just uh, providing comfort, I think, for, for fields to levels that just – plays into the swagger that he's bringing every day. I, but I also would – I'm actually with Braggs on my worst. To me, Justin is just holding on to the ball a little too long too often. And I'm walking around practice just talking to different people. Do you think he's holding on to the ball too long? Because I'm, I'm wondering if I'm off on this take. Because, you know, he, at times he looks phenomenal. And then to other times it's like he's waiting for plays to develop. Even on 7-on-7, seven seven, which you would think the ball would just be coming right out. And it's not. Uh, and – to, you know, what you're teeing up, there were there was a bunch of times where he was throwing the ball into traffic and it could have been picked off. So I, I just thought there were moments today where it, 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 it threw me a little bit off kilter of what of all the positivity of yesterday. But he still had a he still had a great day at at, at different moments. Some great balls were thrown. The and and the the easy bomb to Tyler Scott. The guy's open by five feet. And he's just like okay, no problem. Yep. I'm with you on the the passes today that should have been picked off. There was at least two of them that I would say. One I actually wrote down as a dropped interception. Um, I think 37. Is that Elijah Hicks. Yeah. Um, and so I'm with you on that. I'm not totally on board on the he's holding on the ball too long so far these first two days, which was one of my criticisms in minicamp. I, I think there were a couple plays in seven-on-seven seven where nobody was open and, and – it's different when you don't have a pass rush come at you because you do have it in the back of your head. Oh, I'm not actually, you know, I don't actually have to get rid of the ball because nobody's coming at me. Um, and so there's maybe a couple times where he should have thrown it faster, but nobody was open. And there was actually a moment, the opposite, where you could clearly see that they were trying to run a deep shot to DJ Moore, and Eddie Jackson did a great job of picking him up and covered him deep. And very quickly, Justin went to the check down. There was a lot of that today. And, and, and I thought that that was good. It was very, it was on time, and it was up. There's the shot. It's not there. Go to the check down. Got a completion. Got probably five, six yards, whatever it was. And and that's the speed at which he processed that. I, and it was probably just a one to two high to low read, but I liked, I liked seeing that. Yeah, no, that was good to see. Um, my best for today, you guys, was a seven-on-seven uh, session where there was a three-play sequence where Justin Fields first threw the beautiful pass to DJ Moore down the right sideline. Tyreek Stevenson was in coverage. Tyreek couldn't do anything to defend that pass. That was a perfectly thrown ball by Justin Fields. The next play, Justin Fields goes and throws the ball to Bayless Jones Jr. It was a timing route where Bayless has to go. It's like a 10-yard hitch. The ball needs to be on time, on point, accurate, because it's in a crowded field with defenders there. Then the third play is an out route to Darnell Mooney. We're seeing Justin Fields distribute the football. A lot did go to DJ Moore, but I just liked seeing that in that three-play sequence in one seven-on-seven session. Justin Fields is not just going to target DJ Moore. Even if he's always going to be open, he can go to other guys as well. 
My worst was one of the targets to Darnell Mooney. I think it was a play right after the one I just mentioned with Mooney, where it's in the middle of the field. Darnell Mooney bobbles it, yep. and then he runs into TJ Edwards' yep. knee. That was awful. And, like, seeing that, like, Darnell Mooney's coming off. He's trying to, in this ramp up here. This was seven on sevens. A seven on seven. So, luckily, it looked like everybody was okay. TJ Edwards was asked about it today in his press conference. He said he was all good. He actually was going to go get to his ping pong match afterwards. And immediately I thought, Mark, we need to go challenge TJ Edwards and ping pong. But that was my worst. And hopefully it's, it seems like everyone's good from that, though. Yeah, I mean, to your point, you had the Darnell Mooney scare. And then the like the, the last play of the day was Claypool yeah. getting that catch in traffic. And he came up Same limping. Thing. He did run back to the huddle, but he took about five or six steps that were clear limps where he's, you know, playing through something. Hey, credit to the toughness. He's trying to work himself back in. But as a fan, you're nervous. You're like, oh, when you see that, you're like, oh, no. You don't want to see that exactly. He's wearing a sleeve on his right leg, which isn't necessarily a big deal. But he had a drop, and then he had the bobble and the catch, and he got up from the catch, and he definitely showed that he tweaked something, was looking at his leg. He comes off after the play, and then he goes right into a downward dog yoga. Let me stretch this out a little bit further. So he's, he's dealing with something, it, it's out, it, which is nothing that, I don't know, 93% of all NFL players are dealing with something even this early in training camp. But he's got something going on there. It was good to see him bounce back after a drop. And he, you know, when you watch Claypool, he is such a different size figure for that receiving room. I mean, they're all they're all tiny. And then here's this huge dude. I mean, they really, really need Claypool to be good because he he's just a different dynamic that they don't have. So there's, it's just, it feels extremely important that he gets has a, has a big-time season if they're going to win games. Well, one of the things that's top, top on my list tomorrow will be first is number 10 out there. Because Health, that yeah. was right towards the end of practice. What, did he just bang his knee because of the collision, or was that a re-aggravation or whatever he's been dealing with? I did think it was positive that he seemed to shake it off and get right back there. over yeah, to the they, huddle. And they put him back out there. But we've already seen them use a lot of caution with him. So what if it is – something he needs treatment for, I wouldn't be completely shocked if he's not practicing tomorrow. So um, that'll be something. And But, yeah, to your point, I do think he's one of the more important players yep. on the offense. I, They just don't have anybody else that's like him. If Tyler Scott could step in, but he's obviously more like Darnell Mooney, mm-hmm. uh, who's more like DJ Moore, a lot more like DJ Moore than he's, than he's like Chase Claypool. So... Yeah, the next close would be like EQ, and they're not they're not built the same. Right. They're big, but Chase Claypool's a different animal. <clears throat> but this is where you hit the nail on the head yesterday, Nick, on your on your recap show. Uh, you said it's about putting him in the right matchups, mm-hmm. and I and I keep beating this, and I'm going to keep beating this drum. As much as we talk about it, it's on Claypool and it's on Fields to step. It's on Luke Getzey to put these guys in the right position, yep. and you've got these different weapons. Chase Clay, like you said, get him lined up with a linebacker. Get him put in the positions he, where he's going to – the mismatch is clear as day. You've got all these weapons at your disposal. You you should be able to, as an offensive coordinator, put all these – it's not always going to work. You know, defense mm-hmm. gets paid too, but you should be able to put these guys in the right position to make plays. Yep. Getsy no spoke today. Anything stand out for you guys? Yes, actually. Let's get to that after we uh, we do a, a, a quick time out here because I had some stuff on Getsy I wanted to get to. Um, 
But want to make sure you're aware of our friends at Sunnyside, your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside is everything you need to elevate your summer one-stop shop they have for your all your cannabis needs no matter where you are in your cannabis journey easy online ordering and in-store pickup with a great transparent loyalty program called sunnyside rewards illinois favorite dispensary from the city to the suburbs wrigleyville to river north champaign to south beloit a couple things that you might want to know about that they have how about good news gummies Rechargeable vape pens, mm. perfect, great for great moments with your crew, especially Braggs's crew. They're all here. <laughs> we're, we're part. Of, aren't we a part of Braggs's crew now? Yeah. I mean, so this is uh, Mark smoked a cigar with me one time. That went. That went great. That was the worst experience <laughs> of my life. And that's because you didn't get it with Sunnyside. Yeah, that's Sunnyside. Exactly next time, exactly. Sunnyside would have been the, next the time best experience. We're going to get some flower from Sunnyside. Yeah. I'm well, down. How about Wonder? Wonder Wellness Company wants to make the world of cannabis simple to understand and easy to experience for everyone, including Mark Carmen. The brand's low-dose formulations offered in gummies and mints allow people to control their high, whether it's for microdosing throughout the day or easing into their cannabis, cannabis experience. So now through August... Head to Sunnyside.shop. Use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer. Not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers, by the way. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Again, that code is CHGO25. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois Med card holder. And this episode of CHGO Bears is brought to you by BetterHelp. And I can speak to this one. If you are somebody who is considering getting therapy, I can just say that it has been... I would not be sitting in this seat today if I hadn't worked on my self-care. And I've had career crises where I've thought about doing literally anything in my life and have gotten help around that. I've had relationship stuff. I've had all the things. Uh, so you you want to get yourself some help. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. In fact, it's a, it's a lot of courage, and you should be um, patted on the back, and your loved one should be saying great job for you for going and doing that type of stuff. And go ahead and do it with BetterHelp. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CHO today. You get 10% off your first month. That's help, H-E-L-P dot com slash c h g o you know they all this is not something that uh you know you you need to broadcast to the world they will do this obviously confidentially and they do an incredible service for you so again better help check it out and uh, get yourself the help that you need real quick worst job you ever had well, I lasted three weeks as a bagger at Sunset Foods when I was in high school, and a, somebody walked up with two cart, two uh, shopping carts of whatever, and I couldn't handle it, and I just walked off the job. <laughs> Actually went into the bathroom, and the manager, I came back out. The manager was there. He's, like, screaming at me, why did you leave? I couldn't handle it. I'm sorry. This right, place I got to go home. Yeah, I yeah. Just, this is not for me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not, I don't have the required toughness to be a bagger. Uh, I also lasted at the Cheesecake Factory for three weeks, and it – 
I had somebody tipped me like three cents once, and I threw the pennies at them oh. as they were walking out the thing. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> what is I think that's assault. Yeah, Could have been assault, but they deserved it. Take it yeah. Can I get some extra ranch? No, you cannot. The, the, it came with the required amount of ranch, and, and you're, you've had enough ranch. You forgot my drink. I'm sorry. Don't <laughs> care. I, 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 all, any waiter or waitress out there, you, you do not get enough love. That is the service industry is tough. That part of the service industry, I think, is the toughest. Got to be nice to somebody for an hour, so they'll give you five bucks. Oh, that's one of the best jobs I've had was being a server. I have a lot of respect for them, but it also I think annoys me more when you get a server that just does not want to be there, doesn't care. Yeah, it's, but you served. Have respect for you them. served at like that place on the lakefront. You had like probably three things on the menu. No, that was like a real nice place at night with like a big menu with specials we had to memorize. And, really? Oh yeah. Hogue, I that, didn't that know. Was a cl- that was a classy yeah, place. And, like during the day, it was more of like a lunch. Like, did you wear a tie? No, it was still like a beach vibe. But I'm just saying, it was like a, That's it was cool. like a nicer beach restaurant you'd go to like on vacation somewhere. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good when for I, you. I, I, could, I couldn't at, handle it. When I worked at Dairy Queen in high school, they made, they wouldn't yeah, let me yeah, work. Get the, that. Get that work. What did I do? <laughs> what is that? Oh, no. no. Like, yeah. It's from my people. <laughs> you have some lint on your mustache. Oh, well, weird. thank you for helping me out. I'm glad he said people. Uh, when I was at Dairy Queen in high school, they wouldn't let me work the drive-through because I would eat all the brownies, like the little brownies and the, the candy and stuff. So that's my story. My other worst is that the sunny side brownies, <laughs> not those sunny. I would they, they wouldn't fire me for that. No. And then my other worst is the field being. As far away from the fans as possible. That I was throw that I, in. I actually that felt that for you. Yeah. Like I was, uh, whatever. I, I don't know why. There's the nothing they can it. do about it, but I can still no. cry about it. There is. They can have practice on the other field. But um, my, I once worked at Abercrombie for six hours. Oh wow! Folding clothes. Six hours folding clothes. Like three people came in the whole time. No chance. It was like the old location on Halstead. The music was unbearable, and it was just like repetitive and i was getting a headache and it smelled because they make you like spray that cologne mm-hmm. every five seconds everywhere i'm like i'm good bye you, you gotta watch the netflix doc- weren't, weren't you a, weren't you an usher too comiskey wrigley at wrigley yeah. okay yeah that was i didn't like it but it was not the worst okay i need to share at least i used to work at ups in the store i had one weird shipment that i'll never forget Adult toys and having <laughs> to was- <laughs> bubble wrap them. Mm. It, it was an interesting, uh, like, you know, couple of minutes for my uh, coworker uh, and I. I like it. A lot of different shapes. <laughs> I got to tell you, a good, Breaks. a good sales. <laughs> I said I like it. <laughs> well, well like, yeah, hey. like it. <laughs> a good salesperson at an adult store has got a lot of value in this world. I just want to shout out those people too that they're just fr- <laughs> that freely talk about anything. They're they're very they're very talented. I like I like what they do. All right. Well, yeah. back to football. Yeah. Back, back to, to football. Back to Luke Getze. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So, I brought up the false starts, the drops, a little bit of sloppiness today. Again, it wasn't a ton. I thought overall, like. I've certainly seen way worse practices <laughs> my time covering the Bears. Um, but I was curious because, like, yesterday was a pretty clean day. It seemed like flus, poles, everyone was pretty happy with the start. And then today was a little bit sloppier. And he said that they were experimenting with uh, the cadences a little bit, and they were pushing them on that. 
And then my follow-up was, because I remember them working on this last year, and then it seemed like they kind of got away from it once they got to the season, which was maybe an indication that, okay, we didn't have great success with it in practice. We're not going to push it too hard in games. I got the sense of – I would love to hear what you guys had to say. You were, you were there too, just that Getsy feels comfortable with Fields mastery of these cadences and it's more so of just like implementing them in practice and getting everyone else on the same page right and it seemed like today in just those random three times i counted three false starts each one was a different player they were all in different parts of practice uh for the most part i just i feel like it wasn't that big of a deal and that was a decent enough excuse yeah well i think it's good that you know luke getsy is you know feeling that comfortability with his quarterback because that's a part of the offense, and that can definitely help out the, the timing and rhythm and things. And, you know, throw off the defensive line, off their their um, get-off and things like that. So hearing that he has that comfortability, it's just going to take time. Uh, we, we've heard multiple wide receivers now say how unique and, you know, how much it, how long it could take to get acclimated to this offense. But that's another wrinkle in it. And it seems it's – I think it's a good sign that Getsy – the offensive coordinator feels comfortable with fields to kind of utilize those within the offense because it definitely should be utilized throughout the season. I like Luke Getze. I think Luke Getze knows what he's doing. I find him to be pleasant to talk to. I also have a hard time. He's very good at not telling you anything. He is elite at saying nothing when he's up there. So I, it was interesting to what you're bringing up, Adam, that they are trying to put – degree of difficulty on on the training camp field for the offense which is a good sign that hey we're not trying to dumb it down so you can get something we're trying to actually to make it a little bit more difficult so when the bullets are flying you guys will be able to handle it but i like i walked out of getsy's press conversation i did not learn a whole lot from that so there's discussion in the chat of what a cadence is our boy, your boy Bo- Boogie in the chat wants to know what a cadence is. Okay, so like it's like the yeah, it's yeah. it's the pre-snap actual snap count, like what they're go and then like in the huddle they'll tell you this is what we're going on, and sometimes it's different colors. Sometimes we're going on one, we're going on two, which basically means you repeat it once or twice. Um, and then different colors can mean different things. I don't exactly know how the Bears do it, obviously, um, but. The like, more, what did Peyton Manning say for years? Omaha, Omaha. Omaha. But there was also other things. And, like, obviously you heard Rogers say green 80, green 80 forever. And that would pick, you'd be picked up on the mic. But you never knew which green 80 they were going on. And then sometimes they'd say different things that would mean different things. But the more variance you have in that, the more the defense is going to be on their heels. They can't jump the snap. You go up there and you snap the ball at the exact same cadence every single time. Team By the off. third quarter, they're going to be teeing off on you. Right. So but the problem is, is every time you put in a new cadence and the more variance there is. Remember, everyone on offense, all 11 players has to go at the same time, too. So everyone has to be on the same page. It's just like anything else in offense or defense or even special teams. The more you put in, the more benefit it can have to you because it makes you harder to play against. But it can also lead to more mistakes if everyone doesn't master it. And that is that is ultimately the battle that coaches have all the time. And I could totally see why last year they tried to do all this and there was just too many moving pieces and Justin was still too new to the offense. So maybe they just stuck to 
one or two or three. I have no idea what the so number many, was. Yeah. But it's but it's also not just the timing, but it's the inflection, right? Yeah. Because sometimes you'll 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 high pitch it one time to try to catch the defense to jump. But then sometimes you get your own team jumping because they forget what you said on three. You go, ha ha, you know, and you're making it like you're leading them. So you can end up like Kirk Cousins. He always has a high pitch, like, hike at one point in a game. It's hilarious to hear. It does sound like maybe the most fun thing you can do in life is be a quarterback and be able to sit there and try to mess with the defense and and just bury your voice. You've got them at your fingertips. I think Bragg should have his own cannons. Brick by brick. Brick by brick, 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 sixty nine. Nice, look at nice, go. Those two, the, the, that father and son duo were looking over at us like we were complete morons, and they're not wrong. But no, that's, that's completely accurate. The the big underline here, though, with Getzy is that he has more trust. The relationships are deeper. He did mention today that the conversations that he's having around the offense are way different this year than they were last year because everybody understands the offense better, so we're going into, the, into year two. We're really it's learning. It's about control of the offense. He has control of the offense to where he can take that next step and do, you know, improv, Im, improvising. 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 I'm going to yeah, have I, a heat stroke at some point on this show. That's at least ten wins with you when they have that down. When they've got improvises down, we got ten wins. Ten wins. Come on. I'm sticking to three syllables. Don't make me go any higher. They, the Bears did a great job today. Improvises. I thought. <laughs> it was a give up. It was amazing. By the way, the Bears uh, tweeted out the video of the Tyler Scott play we've been talking about. Good. So uh, I just put that at Adam Hoke on Twitter. There we go. Love it. There we go. So, there we go. Um, yeah. Or did the retweet thing or whatever you call it when you steal their video. <laughs> Do we want to get to uh, TJ Edwards and what he had to say about Justin Fields? Because I thought it was interesting that, you know, just in his press. I asked um, TJ about DJ Moore and Justin kind of connecting over the middle of the field, how difficult that is to defend as linebackers because that's kind of their responsibility, especially when they're playing zone. And TJ Edwards said Justin Fields really tests you with his ability to go through his progressions. Uh, he mentioned that Fields has fit the ball into some tight windows. I know, like, that's the, the one critique and criticism that I think we probably almost hear the most is, like, Justin Fields, can he see the field, go through his progressions, and, you know, the timing and doing it quicker. But it's nice to hear from TJ Edwards. He also mentioned, like, when he has a visor on, he can't really see Justin's eyes and see yep. exactly where he's looking. So I'm curious to see if that changes once that visor comes off, but, you know, obviously T.J. Edwards played against Jalen Hurts in practice last year and saw his ascension, but he's seen that he's really testing him and going through his progression, so I think it's a, definitely a positive sign. I almost feel like, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I always I feel like he does go through his pro- progressions if he has time. I think it's more about the pre-snap read and knowing when to check it down right away because mm-hmm. he has the tendency to want to hold on to it and look for the the – the home run ball. So I, I don't know. Is it, Do you think that's accurate as far as last year's assessment of what you saw? I think I, he, based off of what the defense is showing, there should be an indication for fields like, okay, they're in this look. I should go to my check down. But I think it just, it comes with reps, works in progress. And, you know, we saw a lot of check downs today. 
So I think that's maybe maybe that you put the connected dots there. He's going through things, seeing something, and then going to his check down. One thing that seems to happen often with the Bears offense right now, if they take a deep shot and it doesn't work, and or if even if it's a middle shot and the play was whatever, the ball's deflected, it, it, it didn't turn out the way Justin Fields and the offense would like. They quickly, the next play is a, they, they just, it seems like Getsy just throws in a layup. Quick out, boom, boom, let's get, let's get positivity back flowing and then, and then we can work on doing something more dynamic. Which is good. Yeah. Which is good. And, and, you know, Chip has a comment here that I, I think I mostly agree with. I mean, I think it's probably a mixture of everything, but he said, I really don't think seeing the field or going through progressions is the problem. It's pulling the trigger, which there is a difference. Like, I, at the end of the Mitch Trubisky era, we basically all came to the conclusion and, the ex, and accepted the fact that the, the dude put in the work. He was a great teammate, but he really could not see the field that well. He really didn't have enough of an understanding or grasp of, even if he knew it pregame, when he's actually out there on the field, what the coverages were doing, what was I don't necessarily view that as the problem with Justin. Um I do think that sometimes it's trusting what you're seeing. If that there's a difference, yes, yes, and it's actually ripping the ball when it's there. And today, I actually saw an example on an incompletion. I liked that he threw it because Mooney ran like this uh, out and up essentially, uh, and just and I knew it the second that he broke outside on the corner, and I can't remember who he was going up against on this particular play. But And I'm like, throw it. Like I said it right there, throw it. And Justin did. He put it up there. Now, I don't know if it's a matter of uh, Mooney just not being completely 100% yet or maybe it's just a great play by the DB that I can't remember who it was at this point. But he ended up being covered when the ball got there. It wasn't a bad throw. It was good coverage, and the ball got broken up. That's okay. It was a deep shot. You're not gonna you're not gonna hit a hundred percent of the deep shots, but you're gonna hit zero percent of the ones you don't actually throw. So you got to actually put the ball up sometimes. And I thought that he made the right decision on that play, and it just didn't work out. And you go to the next play. I love him throwing in the tight windows. Let's go, bang bang. Let's see what happens. Hogue just quoted Michael Scott: "You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take." There it is. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> he. That is, Facts. That's a part of him getting more and more comfortable that he's going to put the ball into very tight windows and trust his guys. Ryan Pulse spoke again today. We can get into that for a second. He was, uh, the, uh, you know, he spoke yesterday. He's been on the radio, and here he, here he came today again to talk to the media for about, I don't know, five, seven minutes, whatever it was. And he, he's talked about how he sees, how Fields is, is seeing things quicker, quicker processes. And, and, also, which he underlined on day one, was he's looking for improvement. I think part of that improvement is just to, you know taking some more chances, which he's doing, and I think he'll continue to do even more. Yeah, and to that point, I think the one thing, if we're like not taking the easy route, you know, and t- saying best Tyler Scott, I mean, the the one thing that really stood out to me today was PJ Walker. Mm-hmm. So to that point, <laughs> to that point in the conversation, I really thought you got a shout out on our three minute recap video. Why would I do? I just thought it was funny that your day started in a pool as the sun was rising. Uh-huh. With all this excitement, yeah. I couldn't sleep. It's right. Christmas morning. 
And when the dust all settled, your first takeaway was, I like P.J. Walker. I like the backup quarterback. I, I mean, it, it's good to have a good backup quarterback. And we, we it seems like we have one. I understand that true Bears we, fan. we have a deep wide receiver group, so they're going up against second team. But to this point of, like, just grip it and rip it, I thought P.J. Walker was doing that today. You and Herb Howard are on the same uh, wavelength, brother. I was talking to I mean, Herb. it's reassuring. I mean, Fields is going to have to come out of – snap or a series or no, god forbid a game i mean it's gonna happen so now you have a guy that can come in that feels reliable it's it's i mean i i'm sorry why would you say that he's playing every snap of every game I, I, all season long yes that's the goal boo i know there's now pj walker is going to have the greatest gig yeah, ever. pj walker can do 50 percent of the things justin fields can do i'm just telling you that pj walker looked reliable but you know what he has he has a Really strong arm. That's what I'm saying. Yes. I he mean, was he ripping does. it. He's he's fun to watch. Like this isn't all due respect, go cats to Trevor Simeon coming in last year. Like when Justin went out, you're like, okay, what's going on on Twitter? You know, like now the backup comes in. It's like, okay, this is still very interesting. And and he's he's definitely thrown some some good fun deep passes that, right. that and we get it. There. He's going up against second team defense. He's he was a starting quarterback last year. He's he's got wide receivers. He's throwing to that are starting wide receivers in this league at some point. You know, Equinamia, St. Brown, you know, Tyler Scott may be a starter at some point in his career. So he's he's got good targets to throw to, but that was the other takeaway. So we're just talking about gripping it and ripping it. PJ Walker was doing that today. And I like how the, the offense operated. There are certain sequences in the practice where where it's Eberflus or somebody's like, get on the ball, get on the ball. Like it's a hurry up type of play. One play gets complete and how the offense has to operate the next play. Like, P.J. Walker was operating it really well. Justin Fields did it too. But uh, it, I guess that just goes into the understanding that these of the offense that these quarterbacks do have and how comfortable they have, you know, just, just understanding the terminology, what's being asked of them to get everybody set and things like that. We were talking about the cadences. So uh, I think it goes to credit to the coaching staff to get these guys prepared, but for the quarterbacks to overall execute on the field when they get out there. 100%. Do you guys know what August 25th is? It's a week. It's a I Friday. Know. I know that. And it's the besides day. Besides the start of the high school football season. It's the day that I show Mark Carmen that I am better than him at sports. Wow. So you. Wow. Uh, uh, so you're. Uh, I smell a golf wager. Do you really want to make? I, I suck at golf, and I will bet I'm, you that I crush you at Cogula. You want to make loser that Loser has to jump in a pond. Let's do it. Loser has to jump in a pond. Let's do it. What pond? I don't know. I well, there's water there. Hill or they're not going to let us back. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do Lake Michigan jump. Oh, whatever. The whatever you want to do, but you're not. You're going to lose. So we can put up whatever you would like in January. And no, not in January. Don't do this to me. In Bragg's pool. Bef- in January. How about <laughs> the pool? How about Thanksgiving? Into the lake. Just. I'm going to beat you, okay? Well, are we making a wager or are we not making a wager? Wait, I'm not jumping in Lake Michigan when it's freezing. No. Whatever. Well, what are you willing Twitter. to bet there? I thought you were so confident you're better. Guy. I'm going to win. If you're so confident, then you don't have to worry about it. That's true. I suck. Bottle of whiskey? That's true. You want to go right. bottle of whiskey? Loser whisk? has to fly to Antarctica. I'll do that one with Loser you. Loser has to fly bottle. to Antarctica. The angel ends. <laughs> angel ends. <laughs> getting a little low. I'm not gambling golf with you. There, Seve Ballesteros. But that is what is going on <laughs> August 25th. That is what's going the on. The CHGO kickoff classic. 
Let's go. At Kai Hill. Now you got to come out just to see the battle between these two, I guess. Uh, 9 a.m. start, 18 holes with a cart. Get exclusive access to the uh, CHGO and Pins and Aces polo for all players. We'll be able to purchase that there. And uh, there's a bunch of hole contests, giveaway prizes. Apparently these two are going to be battling it out. Uh, lunch, drinks, ceremony after the round. You get a diehard discount. So if you're a diehard, you should be signing up for this. And if you're not a diehard, you should become one before you sign up for this if you're interested in coming because you do get a discount on this and all of our events like the steaming hot baseball game you guys went to last night. It was very hot. But I had a great time. <laughs> I had a great time. Also, you, don't care. Can you wanna, do you want to? Uh, no, uh, I don't. Because he was going to say Whatever something mean say, about the White no. Sox. And I, I don't want to talk about any of it. You know, Other than I had a great time. You, if you want to talk about the food, I don't want to talk about it. I understand that you, that you understood what I was talking about. Yeah. Braggs went in line to buy hot dogs last night. They, they gave me like six they hot dogs. They, they charged me like for six. They didn't have any hot dogs of the normal size, so they said, why don't we give you two foot-long hot dogs? They gave, him two, they gave him two foot-long hot dogs. Then they gave him the other hot dogs that he ordered, and they charged, <laughs> they charged him for all the for hot, all dogs. hot dogs. So then I was giving out hot dogs in the stands. Why didn't you just turn them down? I said, because I your, paid before I realized what was happening. And they couldn't to me. figure out the credit card stuff. They do pay for 800 hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking around the stands like a hot dog vendor. I'm like, this guy's buying brick by hot dog? Brick, brick by brick shirts for everybody at training camp, and now he's feeding the upper deck at at, uh, <laughs> at, at, at guaranteed rate. Uh, we take care of the people here at CHGO. Glad your salary is kicking down over there. Good for you. Well, hey, marry a nurse. <laughs> hey, by the way, we also have the 50% off uh, sale going on right now in the CHGO Locker. Select items right now through Sunday are half off, including Brick by Brick shirt. Get right it. There. 50% off, baby. Everybody giving the Brick by Brick shout today. Appreciate you guys. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> I no, mean, I've stalled them for no, about a minute no, no, now. No, no, point, no, you're, you're, so. you're good. You're good. You're good. You're, 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 you're excellent. <laughs> I, I mean, I can no, say no, more. No. We got 20% no. off all events. I just There's I, even I, more merch that's I, not for sale. I, I got I got in my head about last night's game and, and hanging out with Rick Hahn. Hey, listen, one of our <laughs> proud partners – who uh, I actually was in there yesterday, Circle K. There's one in uh, right off Chicago Avenue in the city. But anyway, we are extremely excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. You can check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, premium gas as well. This one for, that I was at does not have gas, but doesn't matter. They've got a lot of varieties going on in all their Circle Ks here. Look for uh, freebies and giveaways down the road. We'll have that for you. Favorite road trip snacks, best deals are going to be at Circle K. Some of your go-to pickups are right there for you. And thank you, by the way, to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. Visit the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite foods. You guys got to check out Circle K, and you also got to check out Lewis University because many of the students are adults just like you. Many have full-time jobs and or families, and all of them chose Lewis's supportive educational community to help make their transition back to school as easy as possible to earn a respected degree 35 miles south West of Chicago and Romeoville, ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. And Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended formats to help balance work, family, and education. Faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. And they also offer career support and academic resources for adult students 
And whether you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for you. Lewis offers several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. And we're just going to highlight one here, the Criminal Justice Public Safety First responders, they receive 20% off tuition discount, and tuition is deferred for six weeks at the end of each class. And for the adult undergraduate degrees, they have computer science, criminal justice, business programs, and technology programs. And here's the most important part, everybody. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this. Again, that's lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this. $10 super chat from Zachary Hillborn. Appreciate it, Zachary. Who are the top leaders from both sides of the ball that you guys have noticed, excluding Justin Fields? Love the show. Zachary, appreciate it. The leaders? Who are the well, top gotta leaders? i got to figure out the 19 guys on the leadership council. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, big council. Big. It's a. It's like NATO. I don't know what they're doing there. <laughs> um, well, DJ Moore. I don't know. I, I assume so. DJ, I, I, I would say there's Tremaine Edmonds is definitely one Tr- of them. Tremaine Edmonds, Eddie Jacks. I, if I let's do it this way, Where, how would you pick the captains right now? I would say the defensive captains are fairly obvious. Tremaine Edmonds and Eddie Jackson, two guys that spoke right? to us a couple days ago. Yep. Maybe Justin true. Jones. He was a captain last season. I would probably put him. Was up he there. still the first tier captain? Second tier? They okay. traded all the captains. They did. They did. As soon as you became a captain, you got traded. He, that's my. Do you know who had a lot of energy, by the way, today? Who like maybe he could be Demarcus Walker. Demarcus Walker. Yeah. I absolutely. That was going to be my pick of one. It's, everybody's going to say Tremaine Edmonds. The next guy in line is Demarcus Walker. Over Eddie Jackson. I'm just saying, as far as they're asking leaders from both sides of the ball, yeah. Eddie certainly showed big leadership last year. For I sure. thought he really took the next step in his career evolution of. Not just being a talented player, but a leader in the locker room and, and buying into the hits philosophy. But Demarcus Walker, from the one practice I've been to today, you could hear him. He's vocal. You Very could hear vocal. him all the way across the second field. Uh, he was letting the offense know, and as like for fans, we that's what we want to hear. Akeem Hicks, what we we Very loved Akeem Hicks because he brought it every day at practice. You know, he'd get in a fight every other day with Kyle Long. We loved it. You know, we wanted those guys to, like, it means something to them. And Demarcus Walker certainly fit that role today. He was the only dude that I heard out there MFing people. He right. Because he he they, they yeah. knocked down, like, two plays in a row. He's involved in both. And he was letting the offense know. So, I love that kind of energy. Offensively, who would you go with as the two cat? So, Fields and then who else? Is it Cody White here? That's who I think it Well, he be. said aside from Fields. So, you got DJ Moore. And then Cody. You think white hair? Okay. Yeah, but they're probably going to pick two on each side of the ball. So, Most vocal talker on that offense. I don't have anybody jumping out in my mind who that would even white be. White hair was a captain last year. Yeah. No, so, but I, I'm just saying somebody that you would hear on the field. stupid. Like Lucas Patrick was more vocal than, <laughs> than white hair. But that's not a ball about being a captain yelling out there on the practice I need field. yelling in my captains. I want, I want <laughs> yeah, to just I mean, scream things. I mean, <laughs> randomly just scream things. And that's voted by the players. Yeah, that this guy was yelling year, F you a lot today, so that, he's probably a captain. And that's voted by the players. And that's what surprised me last year was when Cody got voted over David Montgomery, who we as fans all kind of assumed was a leader in the locker room. I'm not saying he wasn't, but when you're voted by the players and you're not, you don't make the top four, I'm like, what? I, where is this? You know, there's kind of a disconnect. There was, in my opinion, a, a disconnect to me 
of why he wasn't voted ahead of Whitehair. Khalil Herbert probably doesn't get a captain vote, but and he spoke today. Incredibly likable dude. Khalil is first class. He's easygoing. He has an honesty to him that is refreshing. Big fan of Khalil. About low-key favorite moment of the day was when Herb Howard like backed him into a corner with the running back conversation because he wasn't involved in the Zoom thing. He's a six-round pick. He's not necessarily due for giant money yet. Uh, and then Herb straight up asked him, well, you're a six-round pick who led the league in rushing. Like, aren't you kind of the problem? <laughs> that's essentially what the question was. Is he just he handled it very well? He, he laughed. He's, yeah, he but, smiled. Because like it. that's kind of the problem is that you can draft Khalil Herbert, Isaiah Pacheco on a Super Bowl winner last year, and uh, they come in and they just they produce do great things. So why do you need to pay Saquon Barkley more than eleven million dollars a year? That's funny. That, that was <laughs> funny. David, real quick, David yep. Peters in the chat mentioning Jaquan Brisker. As a potential t- captain type, I agree. I think he has that demeanor about him. It's just a long list of guys on the defensive side of the we'll ball. We'll put him on the NATO council. council. Yeah, there's leader. 19 of them, so yeah. he's on yeah, that. He's yeah, on, he's on he's, that. He still might be a little young. $5 uh, super jab from Alan Watson. I don't think we read this one either. I know Bears fans are praying for a certain wideout from Ohio State, but let's say Justin does accomplish his 4,000-yard goal. Do we still need him? Yes. <laughs> his Marvin. name is Marvin Harrison Jr., and I would – do just about anything to have him on the Chicago Bears in a non-weird way. Jump in the lake Don't in even do this, I guess. Would yes. You, would you jump in the lake in January? I guess. Mm-hmm. I just the shock of your system. That guy that jumps good. in the lake every you. single day, uh, oh, 365 that, yeah. days a year. Cold plunging, man. Crazy, man. Um, Yes. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is still available whenever the Bears pick, then I have a feeling he'll be long gone based on what I think this team's going to do this year and where I think he's going to be drafted. Um, but, yes, I would I would 100%. I guess you could get him with the Panthers pick, but oh, yeah. I think fans dreaming of a top five pick for the Panthers is a little yeah, can steep. we before we Maybe get top a, ten, but top 10, yeah. I think top five is Bad a division, too. There. Before we get out of here, can we just talk about the statement that was released by the Chicago <laughs> Bears and, and, and the city of Chicago today? Joint statement from Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson and Chicago Bears President and CEO Kevin Warren. We continued, quote, our productive discussion this week that began in early June. We plan to have a regular dialogue with each other and access our respective staffs as we work together to meet the needs of the citizens of Chicago and Bears fans. Can I release my own statement? With that? Can, can I Do release it. a statement for CHGO? Right yeah. We are extremely excited that Brandon Johnson and Kevin Warren are working together to ultimately keep the Bears back in Chicago. We are extremely excited that they're making progress in this and look forward to the tearing down of Soldier Field and the building of the greatest facility in the history of the planet that we can all enjoy in the city. And we look forward to this uh, partnership growing in ways that no one saw fit so the Bears don't have to play in any sad-ass suburb and will continue to play in the greatest city in, in the world, Chicago. <laughs> that's my statement. That's, very, that's scary. You just made fun of Nick's suburb. Don't care. <laughs> no. At all. And the, and the Bears. Suburbs are for living in and in, in, in not going to football And the games. Hawthorne Malls in Lake Forest. Yeah, you learned that today. Great. <laughs> no, I funny. learned that today. Yeah. I go there every day, basically. There, I drive by it every day. Is there any it, chance that this statement means something, that something good is coming for no, those of us? No, it doesn't. No, it's like, no, hey, we're, no, cool no, we're cool now. We're cool 
Arlington Heights mayor returned my phone calls is what it means. Yeah. I, I will say it's considering they were at the point where uh, the city literally wasn't responding to them about normal upgrades to like concession stands that you would like at your football stadium. This is a good sign that things are in a better place than they were under the last mayor when, like, it just got so ugly. So let's not forget that they, the Bears still have to play at Soldier Field for at least probably five or six more years, and regardless of what happens with the new stadium. And so, you know, I think it's better that they're in a, in a better place. I don't know how you're building whatever fake stadium you're building there, Carm. But I'm, I'm building it. It's how I'm building it. I don't know how And I'm where are the Bears going to play? In, they're going to play Northwestern's going to get through whatever's going on over there and they're going to build that stadium and the Bears are going to play there when that thing's built and they're going to move into their brand new stadium I'd That's say what's the happened. Bears stadium's more likely to be built right now than the Northwestern stadium you, you know what was my favorite part of the Go day Cats. you know what was my favorite part of the day <laughs> so much enthusiasm walking around this uh, collector convention here and everyone with their memorabilia, there was a Packer fan walking around with his Green Bay Packer helmet. That one right some, there? Yeah. No, I wasn't that guy. But there's a few losers a walking around with their Green Bay Packer. You want to boo them? Boo them. I think that's boo. actually oh, be nice. I think that's actually Grambling. Boo. I think that's Grambling. Oh, it's Grambling. Oh, that is Grambling. Grambling. You guys are call. mean. No. Go Grambling. Go Grambling. Grambling. <laughs> Gram- Good save, That Hogue. is Grambling, right? Grambling or Packers? Was that a Packer helmet? Well, then get out of here. <laughs> Grambling. Hey, come here real quick. Come here. Bring, the, bring the helmet. Show bring the, the helmet. helmet. I want to ask you a question. Would you get a Jordan Love autograph that on that quick. helmet? Um, no, it's a, yeah, I wouldn't either. Oh, what? it says Lambo Leap on it. Yeah. Who signed it? Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. How much would a Jordan Love autograph devalue that helmet? A lot. <laughs> exactly. Who has a better record this year, the Bears or the Packers? Don't be afraid to say the right answer. Bears, Bears, Bears baby. Bears, we like Bears, this guy. Bear. Okay. He likes the Niners. I like it. All right. Yeah, because earlier I asked the Packers fan the same question. Like, you going to get a Jordan Love autograph on that helmet? He goes, hell no. And he's a Packer fan. They know. You know. They know. All right. There, there it is. Go. There it is. I'm like still seventy percent sure that's a Grambling helmet. <laughs> that was not a Grambling it's just a, helmet. It's we're no. Not, not, they have the same ish logo, but it's just. I guess got Gra- I'm looking right now. Grambling doesn't have the stripe in the middle. Okay. Why are there so many Packers fans? Here? All right. There's like. They're just collectors. They're not even Packers. Like he said, he was a Niners fan, but he's just getting the. Of, you know. You do know Wisconsin's like. But we're in Illinois. Yeah. It is There's awesome. Like, if you're a memorabilia fans. guy or collector like I stuff. am, this place is a heaven, and it could get you in a lot of trouble because there's so much stuff for sale. You know, there's lines to meet players to actually get the autograph in person, but then there's just other booths where you can buy stuff. It, I For me, it's right up my alley and not up Jenny's alley because she hates when I buy it spend money on useless things i'm with jenny shout out <laughs> although you're allowed to get one thing that's special to well, you today you i have just, more just, than don't go one useless thing in my yeah. man cave shout out to the uh, human being that said hello to me by the way on the way in i, I he's like carm and i'm like hey how you doing he's like well, i'm just saying hello i watch the show sometimes I was like, <laughs> okay I was like, well no, thanks that's <laughs> human interaction that was a human interaction Make sure the recap. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I love all forms of hellos. Like sometimes I get a carm. This one was a carm. <laughs> kind of, sort of 
like you a I'm, little. I'm on the fence uh, um, about you, Carm. That's what that was. I don't yeah, know if I want to say hi to you because. Hey, there was a lot of. Somebody at practice asked me, who do I like more, Mark or Adam? What'd you say, well, Greg? Look how defensive he got. Look how defensive Well, there's a problem with you bringing that up right now. Now you have to answer it. No, I don't. I'll just leave that teaser. The right answer right here would be he gave some weird, Nick. He gave some weird answer. Well, Carm, like, sometimes he's, like, you know, good, but most I times said, I hate him. But, you know, but hold I said me and Carm are like brothers. We talk all the time. Oh, so, see, you so thought I hated on you because you're cynical. You thought I hated on you. But I didn't. I threw you a lot of love. Your mom gave me such a nice look last night, and I feel bad that I didn't come over and say hello, but she was in the middle of the row. (laughs) What do we make of the fact that everyone at CHO besides Casey has ignored us the entire show? Yeah, whatever. And I think they're all mad at me. They're all mad at me. First of all, I couldn't even tell who was behind the computer the whole show. Steven's here, our producer. They're all mad at me because of the Sox-Cubs game last night. No, you were – What'd you do? I – Made a fool of myself, in the fun way. I mean, I had a lot of fun just dancing on the White Sox grave. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad it was. Congratulations! There. I'm really glad. Way it to there. way to really. I did get this cool hat today. Took this. What's the all time series yeah, now? Cubs Sox. Pretty sweet hey, hat. Uh, hey, we're back. Uh, regular show tomorrow, by the way, right, Hog? Uh, yes. Studio Three H? o'clock. People yeah. don't know <laughs> we've had a noon show. A Two o'clock show, a three o'clock show, and a four o'clock show this week. So I'm not Did sure. Did we what get regular... to all the super chats? Because I know people oh. in the chat were like, "Hey, my super chats," and we got to give our super chats. But some just to answer the question, we are on at three tomorrow, and that is supposed to be our normal time now going through camp. Although there's off days, and we'll probably still go at noon on those days. So whatever, just pay attention to our feeds and stuff like that. We'll we'll and hit the notification button. You're subscribed, you get notification on YouTube. It'll tell you when we go live. All right, what else we got for Super Chats? Super Chats. He doesn't have a mic. I'll read them. Carm's been reading them. I read two of them, so do you know which ones I read? Uh, <laughs> do you know which ones I you read? Do. <laughs> <laughs> Steven's, where are they? Where are they is there, are they here we go. Are they here we go. All right, all right guys. Our producer, my guy Steven. My saving Thank grace you. in life. Way to go, Nick. Appreciate oh, that. you, Braggs. All right. This one from Adrian Shake. Looking at the playstyle of Mooney plus DJ and keeping and seeing AJ Brown and Smith, don't think they're on that level of player, but the similarities are scary. DJ Moore and AJ Brown? Yeah. Okay. And then also uh, Darnell Mooney and Devontae Smith. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm cool. loving the comparison games. We're just, I mean, yeah. we're going full. We're trying to be the Eagles. That's yeah. what this is. Well, we are. And yeah, I mean, we got the running quarterback. Well, and by the way, I know Devontae Smith had a breakout year last year, which was great for him because he's a really good player. Um, but, like, Mooney, Mooney's had a breakout year, too. He just didn't have as good of a year last year for various reasons, including the injury. They, yeah, I don't, I don't see the A.J. Brown comp. He's a go-up-and-get-it. And I, you know, I think I think the cop he's trying to make is more on the impact that I'll have on the football team. Yeah, of course. But if we're, yes, let's let's go that way. What's next? All right, this one from Doug Van Dorn. Do you think Fields is going to get hung up forcing it into more, or is he going to embrace how DJ's double teams will leave other guys uncovered? Great question. See, I, I think the existing chemistry with Darnell Mooney will help that. You know, it's not like. I, I, I don't 
I don't see it as a big problem. And I haven't seen that. You know, the balls that have been forced so far in camp have not been going to number two. They've been going. They've been going to other places. I, today, what? I mean, it feels like today was also the second day of training camp. But I, I thought today he went. He went to more a lot to, more today than he did yesterday. But I don't think. I certainly hope that won't be the case. Let's just say like that, Doug, that he will use the emerging pieces around him plenty so he's not just sitting there throwing in double coverage. That would be super disappointing. But I do think it's on the table. I think it's a fair question. All right, what? Oh, we uh, got two more from Gerald T., both of them. First one, am I the only one who expects a slow start? There's so many new starters that it makes too much sense. I hate that we got the Packers week one. No, and I hate that super chat. (laughs) <laughs> because we are we are beating the Green Bay Packers week one. What's the name of this person on the Doug? Gerald Doug? T. It's Gerald oh, T. Gerald T. I'm sorry, we got to don't delay hate on him. The... He gave us money. Come Gerald, on. we are beating the Green Bay Packers week one. We got Tampa week two. We got ta- hold on. I'm pulling up. We have Tampa week. We got two. Tampa. We are beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week two. I think the beginning of our schedule sets up nicely, short of the Kansas City Chiefs game, which I don't think we have much of a chance in. But that's okay. I mean, you know, I mean you never know. Right? I actually I, I don't think 2-0 is out of the question. Neither two, do neither do I, but I do agree. O. I do agree with the premise that the Bears should, if things go normally, they'll be better at the end of the year than they were at the start. You still have a team that is learning to you know itself I will coming be together. Absolutely crushed if the Bears do not win week one. I will be a basket case if they don't win. We didn't know that. I know you didn't. And that's if why I'm you, telling if you, you now. Do, can you just re- relax about, no, about week one? they have to win that game, Carm. They have to. And they will. Great. Gerald. I, did you see what Sean Payton said today? I, I saw that there was a video going around of him smoking a bong. What else did he say? Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> I haven't yes. Seen that. Yes. There's a video of Sean Payton ripping a bong? Yes. Okay. Well, there's a story with uh, from USA Today's Jared Bell uh, where I, I believe he's defending Russell Wilson, his new quarterback, talking about last year, and he said, this is Sean Payton said, it might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. There we go. And by the way, a for honesty. He's right. Yep. Right? Yeah. I've I don't I don't remember since Jim Tom Sula was with the 49ers watching a week one game and being like, "Oh, this ain't gonna go well." This Nathaniel Hackett thing. This is not like it was that obvious to me. Somebody who hadn't really followed Broncos training camp that closely, just watching the first game and the broadcast is raving about how they allowed. Russell Wilson to bring his cadences, bring the whole show full circle, his cadences to the Broncos instead of making them learn new ones. One problem, they're playing his old team. That's <laughs> the best. They the best. know them. Uh, I was like, what is happening? So good for Sean Payton. I love coaching rivalries. Let's get more of that. 
All right, two more Super Chats. We got another one here. Gerald T. once again, do we have a position coach on the staff who feels like an intriguing candidate to replace Getze if everything goes okay. great and he becomes a head coach? Okay, everybody needs to settle down about Luke Getze leaving the Bears to <laughs> I did this coach. last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Justin Fields threw for 2,200 yards last year. Fields had just, four good games last yeah, year, just, and then I started slandering him to make sure this yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> it's one of my funniest things. Like The, the same fans, like all mad at Getsy for like running the ball on third yeah. and long are like, we're going to lose him. Yeah. And, and to answer your question, Andrew Janoko could be a candidate Correct. for that. But they'll, they'll Luke, yeah. Luke, if, Luke. if everything goes great, Justin has an amazing season. Luke Getsy gets a job. They will promote within. But to that point, one more thing with training camp notes today. We're talking about coaching. Peanut Tillman talking with Jalen Johnson yeah. for a good 10 minutes working on the side. I, I got emotional as a Bears fan who loves Peanut Tillman, loves that core of those mid-2000 Bears, watching Tillman grow from a rookie to a leader, you know, a Hall of Fame-type caliber player, and I mean that when I say it, and then to watch him coaching up Jalen Johnson. It was really cool to see that. I Like, for me, I love that they have him on the sideline working with these guys. I saw your 800 pictures from it. Thank you. No, I, I first of all, he I didn't retweet it though. Maybe Hogue is my. Was favorite. that down by the field that you were? Because yes. I wasn't yep. sure that uh, that was. Because I didn't see Charles out there. I good job by you. Good spot. Good photos. Good reporting. I got to give a shout out to my guy Scott Miller. I was sitting with him all day, and he was kind of helping me, like keep my head on a swivel. The baseball. Oh, Ray the Barber. No, last Scott night. Miller, <laughs> a diehard CHGO fan. Let's good go, dude. Scott. Scott Miller. Shout out to you. Had a good time sitting with you today. But, yeah, the, the Tillman conversation, you could see that he was, like, talking to him, not about the peanut punch. I think that's what everybody thinks. He was talking to him. You could kind of tell he was talking to him about re- <laughs> reading the quarterback just by what he was, like, Charles Tillman did to other him. things, by the way, that just punched the ball. I, like, I know that's what he's. Well, I'm no, just saying. No, I'm not. I'm, in, in your defense. Don't laugh at me. I'm not. Let's <laughs> get Peanut on the I'm show. Just telling, yeah, I would. I would like, and he was wearing a Cub hat, so shout out to Peanut. But it was just cool to watch him kind of teach him different tricks of the trade. And love. they both wear 33. Love that guy. Love Peanut Tillman. So that was my other great moment of today's camp. Did I love Peanut. Last one? Last one from Vibin' with the Dogs. Greg, don't cash checks these guys can't cash. No, this team is still young. That's Elise, and she's... Her and her boyfriend, Isaiah, they, you know, always giving me crap about checks I can't cash and this, that, and the other. And you know what? That's fine, Elise. I am vibing with the dogs is Elise. It's Elise from our spaces. Yes. Our spaces or your spaces? Well, you go in them sometimes. I've been in there twice. All right. Well, that's Elise. And she, you know, is <laughs> talking smack, being all negative. Last year, she was all positive. So she's just trying to what reverse jinx it or something. Don't worry. I'll write all the checks yeah, I settle want. Settle down, Elise. Yeah. You and Isaiah. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> Isaiah. I'm anyone else? I was going to say. Uh, yeah, anyone I'm else hungry. eyeing up Jake Flanagan's beer? Oh, a beer? Yep, there's beer. Because there's I a am. bar. I'm over here. My water bottle ran out of my 800-mile walk over here. I don't have any water. <laughs> I think Nick wants to go, guys. I dehydrated. We uh, all do. Yeah, it yeah. It was 100. The, the, the heat index today had to be over 100. It was That's the hottest hot. training camp I remember. I, even the last few years in Bourbon A, we actually ended up getting pretty decent weather. I, I cannot remember a practice as hot as today since probably the Lovey Smith era. 
It was insanely it was hot. If I hadn't gone to Savannah, Georgia, it would have bothered me. But I was just, I was tougher than everybody today. Didn't bother me an ounce. <laughs> I thought that was beelining for me, for sure. I, I, I was like, this is great. Right. Bring it on. Um, by the way, I'll be there tomorrow and Saturday, Gary Ross. Oh. Whoever else, I'm going. I'm going. I'm all in. I right, now, now going Gary's going to think I'm ducking him again. Going where? To camp? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to camp. What? It's your job. These two are going. <laughs> are you going on? Are you going on Saturday? You're going? Are you, I'm but, not. He's not. What the I heck? Don't, I, Saturday's a normal day off for me, buddy. But I'm going because I'm all in. Oh my god, we're going to camp. You're going to camp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you there. You guys have a good day. We'll all be there tomorrow, okay? We will all be there tomorrow. It is open to the public again. We're going to have a great day. Justin Fields is going to continue to dominate. We're going to report on everything. I think it's going to be cooler tomorrow, too. Or maybe not. Saturdays. Maybe I tomorrow, it's going to be ridiculously hot again. Saturday, okay. it's going to be cool. Show live Sweet. from the mansion. Yeah. At 3. Studio Mansion tomorrow. Studio Mansion. 3 o'clock tomorrow. We'll have you all covered. Make sure you're following us. I, if you Seriously, if you missed it this morning, like, the team here and the social media going on, Braggs is tweeting at 6 a.m. at CHGO underscore Bears. Make sure you're on Instagram, though, too, because a lot of those videos going out on Instagram stories, at CHGO Sports. Am I forgetting anything else? No. I don't think so. Nope. Thanks to everybody out here at the Donnelly Stevens Convention Center. We had a great time today, even though Hogan. Sick of these Packer fans. There There's are a lot, lot of Packer, of Packer fans, fans, but I had a great time. I've seen that. more Packer fans than Bear fans. Yeah, you're not wrong. Hey, hey, Green Bay sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking <laughs> yeah. to you two. Yeah, what? Brex? Exit, stage left. Brex? Our turn now. Bear down, <laughs> Chicago Bears. Dude. Uh, Get him, Jake. We should end the show Jake. before Bragg starts a fight. <laughs> you only got one ring with Rodgers, only got one with Favre. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> What a way to end this show. <laughs> I still think your helmet's from Grambling State. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Lame city. We'll talk to you tomorrow, 3 o'clock. See you then.